The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Pete Sweeney here with Steven Serta. And it's better news in Kansas City today as the Chiefs get a big time win riding the ship in Philadelphia by a score of 42 to 30. And I think the first person I've got to talk about in this game, aside from Andy Reid getting his 100th win with the Chiefs against the team. He had a hundred wins uh, against, or he had a hundred wins for in the Eagles. Um, I think the first person you got to talk about is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, usually, when the Chiefs win, we're talking about Mahomes, but he had this mishap in this game where I thought it was a, a ball that he forced an interception, and it was shaky. I think for a little bit there, and then the Chiefs' offense just exploded after that. After that, you had a long touchdown drive that ended up in a rushing touchdown. Mahomes on the day ends up with five touchdowns, the one pick, the 278 yards, 131 passer rating, and really, this was a Tyreek Hill takeover day. We see different Chiefs step up when it comes to skill position players. It typically is Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. The Eagles had a plan for Travis Kelsey, they did not have a good plan for Tyreek Hill, who finishes with 11 receptions, 186 yards, and the three touchdowns. Steve, as you watch this game, what is your grand takeaway? Well, it's nice to see the Chiefs offense be efficient, right? And yeah, they just had the one turnover from Patrick Mahomes where he was forcing it a little bit. And I almost felt like there was even times where he was being a little tentative in this game, where he was looking downfield maybe extending a little bit too long because he didn't want to throw it downfield when nobody was open and have a bad turnover like we saw last week. And so that's a sign of progress that you want to see from this Chiefs defense or offense because obviously we want to see them go nuts and score 42 points and have the long touchdowns and Tyreek Hill go crazy, but they can't turn the football over. And so a performance like this where they didn't really turn the football over aside from that one play put up 42 points and the defense actually got a couple of red zone stops and even a fourth down stop. You got to be pretty happy about it. There's still lots yeah. of reasons to be concerned about the defense, but you should be feel pretty good about this win. Yeah, this is how I feel. And I know like what really stuck out after last game was Anthony Hitchens and him getting to the microphone and, and simply saying, we don't care if we give up. 31 points or 24 points or whatever, so long as our offense scores more points. So in the room, I think they're going to be very happy regardless of how the defense looked. This was my first line of my rapid reaction. I think coming into the game, the Chiefs had been categorized by this and and characterized by this. And it's that the offense needs to be incredibly efficient. And if it is not, uh, the Chiefs could give up too many points and end up losing the game. And that's just the season. And that's where we're at. And I don't think Sunday's game, despite them winning and coming out on the winning end, really changed that all that much. I I think the offense is still needing to be efficient. I know that there was a a garbage touchdown at the end there to get the Eagles to 30 points. But early in this game, those miscommunications and missed tackles were rearing their ugly heads. And you have a Philadelphia Eagles team that right now is is in some type of rebuilding mode. This is not a team that that is considered to be a Super Bowl a contender and I think that's what Kansas City is now 
it's Super Bowl or bust. And so I think you got to be thrilled. Like you should be so happy that you got the victory because we have seen these back-to-back losses and you couldn't, you could not have uh, another loss in a row, especially to a team like the Eagles, but it didn't really make me feel better about the chiefs or getting back to that championship caliber level, because obviously the offense is there, but when you're playing uh, a team like the Buffalo bills and, and you'll get them next week and some of these other AFC contenders, this defense is not good enough right now to get you to the Super Bowl. It just is not. And and I think that's, like I said, I think you should be happy, but that's kind of my takeaway right now is that you're going to have to see significant improvement. Fortunately, it's only week four. Yeah, it wasn't flawless. It certainly wasn't flawless. And like I already mentioned, yeah, the defense is leaving a lot on the table. The tackling's still a problem. I contend that the, the worst tackling defense in football right now, and we saw that early on affecting the game. I don't really know how you fix that when you just don't have a ton of athleticism at the second level right now. Maybe it really is just Willie Gay coming in and his athleticism being that thing that can move sideline to sideline and it changes the way the defense looks. But yeah, it's a problem. And I've been pushing back on the idea that this is the 2018 defense that is going to hold the Chiefs back this season. But that Eagles offense has really struggled to start the season. And they were moving the ball pretty easily against the Chiefs. And, you know, the Chiefs offense wound up being too overwhelming for their defense, but they still put up 30 points. And you caught some breaks from the Eagles, too, with some bad penalties. So, yeah, you should absolutely be concerned. I've seen a couple of the 2018 takes on Twitter. And I just have to remind people that defense was so bad. I mean, this is more talent on this one. This defense feels like it's fixable, especially if you can get Frank Clark back. Traverius Ward, I, I think, is a is a more important injury. We never talk about Traverius Ward because he's really never consistently getting beat. But that's like the ideal cornerback, not, not necessarily Jalen Ramsey. He's going to have an interception every other week. Um, but he is a, a, a solid cornerback with this team. And I, I think the Chiefs are missing him to an extent. I also think like you get Willie Gay back, you tackle a little bit better i mean there weren't really many significant changes when the chiefs were able to turn it around in the 2019 season and really just adding mike pinnell to the mix and it just was more of a shift in in attitude and i i still sense that about this chiefs defense you can fix your attitude and you could fix miscommunication the fact that we've seen all these weeks with miscommunication and, and at a certain point in this game you have chris jones and it's like begging for a timeout early in the game. And now you've also put that a little bit on film. You know, you are sort of what you put on film and you could tell that the Eagles were taking advantage of those miscommunications. They were uh, making a point of it to get to the line as quickly as possible early in this game to catch the chiefs off guard. And I thought for a quarter and a half, two quarters, you know, you get to halftime. This was a team that was playing with the chiefs. And if a few things maybe went a little bit differently, especially after the Patrick Mahomes interception in, in the second half. I think it's a much closer game than it wound up being um, from a score wise. But the idea is also starting to be floated out there that perhaps Chris Jones should be moved back to more of a primary defensive tackle position. And I can't say that I necessarily disagree, but here's where I would push back. I just don't know what you do at the edge position then because Alex Okafor at this stage, it doesn't seem like, uh, a viable option. Mike Dana really is the only one that provides upside. Frank Clark, you could assume could be an edge guy when you put Chris Jones back in the interior. But then I'm I'm thinking like, can we even really rely on him to be on the field at this point? I, I don't know if you can, you know, he was ruled out um, for this game on Saturday. And so um, I think there, I think the defense is, is fixable. I know that this Chris Jones conversation is going to, to come up. And I'm eager to see where it goes throughout the week. I, I, I am going to be very curious to see Steve Spagnuolo's words on Thursday. Yeah, I've mentioned it multiple times now. This defense just can't be the worst defense in the yeah. NFL. Like, it's okay if they're like 22. Like, I'll even take that. I think I said 17 earlier right. this week on one of our Arrowhead Pride podcasts. Well, it's because of, of the offense, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's why you're correct. And yeah, it's because even when they make mistakes, this offense can do that. And, you know, I think the attitude around the offense had changed a little bit after what happened last week, where this game, you felt like the chiefs probably had it in the bag. They were the more talented football team than the Philadelphia Eagles, but it still kind of took some late, you know, big plays Tyree kill going absolutely nuts for you to be like, okay, I feel good about this now because I have no confidence in the defense getting a stop. And 
maybe Frank Clark can do that if he comes back and he is healthy. He hasn't contributed this season. And you basically have to hope that if you move Chris Jones back inside full time and you get a healthy Frank Clark back, that that pressure Chris Jones can create from that spot, hopefully is just going to lead to other guys contributing because it's not working with him on the edge. Well, it's just all about the offense. I mean, you're just going to live and die by the offense at this point until the the defense can prove that they could win you a football game. And and like the Chiefs, if if their offense was just deficient, they would have ended up winning against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, you were setting yourself up for a kick, and it was just a fumble away. And then you had the four turnovers, uh, the two picks, and and the two fumbles against the Chargers. If one or two of them you could have back, then you win that game too, and you're all of a sudden undefeated. And I think there's sometimes where, you know, you get losses on on your your record and, you know, things happen. And then it, it, it makes you, I think, look inward and say, well, well what are we going to do to fix that? And I think the Chiefs came out today. We're efficient offensively. And this is usually how the ending is going to go when the Chiefs are as good offensively as they were. It, I mean, the, the Chiefs defense could have let up another 11 points and been 41 points. And the Chiefs would have ended up winning this game because of what uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill were able to do. The running game was really good. I I think if you're looking for positives, it's you know you're not going to necessarily find them defensively, other than Mike Dana and some of the red zone stops. But I thought the run game was really good. This Chiefs offensive line is impressive, and it's especially impressive on the right side uh, with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. These guys do not look like rookies. I, I knew that there might be some growth for Lucas Niang that still needs to be had. I, I didn't think he had a great game with, with that. Pen. I know there was a, a key penalty um, that he ended up taking, but just that interior um, with these two rookies and, you know, so much is made about the rookie contract for a quarterback. This is like an extension of that. I mean, you are, you have these two studs locked up in their rookie contract for the next four years. They look like veterans, Steve, like within this run game. And it's the second week in a row, we should mention, where Clyde Edwards-Elaire was able to get 100 rushing yards. Yeah, and that interior offensive line is a big part of that. You know, Clyde had uh, that late, uh, I was like inside the red zone carry where he just had a massive gaping hole to run through. I think he got stopped on the one-yard line. Clyde looked impressive, and a big part of it is this team's good at run blocking. And that was kind of what we talked about with Orlando Brown Jr., too, is that's where he really excelled with the Baltimore Ravens. Lucas Niang has gone through some growing pains. But you have to assume the offensive line is going to continue to get better as the season goes, and that's something we've talked about a ton. It takes a while for those guys to know how everybody moves and to gel together because once you become a true unit, you know this guy's got my back if something breaks down here or, right. or whatever. And so we're seeing that kind of unfold with the offensive line. And it's hard not to be impressed with them. And the Chiefs running game, I love this version of Clyde. Clyde has yeah. really bounced back in a huge way since that Baltimore Ravens fumble. Back-to-back weeks, you mentioned it. He's been exceptional. And I hope they continue to get him involved in the offense because it changes things when you can bank on Clyde being that dude week in and week out. Right. And I, I think, you know, when you have the power targets that are Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you can't be putting as as many defenders in the box. And that's going to open up things for Clyde. And, and Clyde is that that type of guy where if you give him just a little bit of room you could see what he can do on the ground like i said back-to-back games of 100 yards worth noting here that it was a little bit more of a committee running back situation this week clyde got 14 carries but daryl williams had 10 carries of his own for 42 yards uh, and the score and i also want to note and i tweeted this about the run game i just thought so many times last year on third and short second and short the chiefs were just getting stuffed and stuffed and stuffed and them, I know it doesn't sound like it should be a big deal, but them being able to pick up a yard is a welcomed change. And you can see what it does when a team's like, okay, well, we forced third down up. The Chiefs gain three yards, another set of first downs. Where's that a defense? It ruins their will to win. And I thought that was a, a key part in the second half for the Chiefs, just continuing to extend these drives. And it's also like the defensive approach that the, these teams, and, and you saw it on the broadcast early, where they're just not going to get beat deep anymore. Okay. So play methodical football. You know, you could try that. I'm sure Tyreek Hill is still going to get his. We saw at the end of the game. Um, but if they're going to force you to play methodical, okay, play methodical football and watch us score 30 or 40 points as we bleed this clock out. I think the Chiefs are really showing something in that, yes, they can have the three or four yard play drive where 
Um, Travis Kelsey ends up getting a 62-yard touchdown. Tyree Kill ends up getting an 80-yard touchdown. But I'm really more impressed with these slow, methodical um, drives uh, that the Chiefs are having to do because of the way the opposing defense is playing them. Yeah, and I talked about it a ton this week as well. If defenses are going to do everything they can to take away Tyree Kill, and today the Eagles said we're going to take away Travis Kelsey. And yeah, they said no Kelsey today. And yeah. so Tyree Kill just absolutely destroyed yeah. them and was completely unguardable today. So that's you got to pick your poison with that. But yeah, early in the game when they were struggling to go downfield, you like seeing that from this Chiefs offense because it does have to evolve a little bit. And I would say more often than not, teams are probably going to be more okay with Travis Kelsey having over 100 yards and carving you up over the middle than they are going to be with Tyreek Hill having nearly 200 yards and three touchdowns. So a lot more defenses are going to try to take away Tyreek Hill, I would assume. And so this Chiefs offense has to evolve a little bit. You have to become the Brady, Peyton Manning type of efficient offenses where that's another step in Mahomes' game where, okay, you're not going to let me sling it downfield like I want to, then I'm just going to carve you up sideline to sideline. We've seen Aaron Rodgers do that as he's gone later in his career, and that's something that Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to get better at. And if he does that, that's going to free things up down the field, and this Chiefs offense will just be even more unstoppable. I want to get to this point, Steve, because we're on the offense right now that there was a report this morning from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network essentially saying that the Chiefs have been so impressed with Josh Gordon and how he's picking up the offense and he may be available for Sunday night football as soon as next week. I thought this was a possibility. I didn't think there was any way he was playing this week, even though I know a lot of people thought that might be a a, a chance, a possibility. Um, But I could see the Chiefs building in some plays for Gordon. I don't think he'll be, um, I don't think he'll be um, a a huge part of the offense. Yeah. I I mean, that that's a big W for Andy Reid, right? I mean, it's the, the atmosphere around Kansas City this week has been kind of negative. Obviously, it's not a good way to start the season the way every other team in the AFC West is looking right now. The Chiefs needed this win. And, you know, you want to see the defense make strides, but if you got to do what they did in 2018 and just put up 35, 40 points a game, then let's do it. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that this could turn into a shootout very early in this game because of the way um, that it was looking. And it ended up being uh, that way. And, you know, I think for a little bit until the defense figures it out, you're going to really have to put up points. Like, I, I feel the same way uh, looking ahead to, to Buffalo next week. I mean, this is a team with a, a strong offense that's going to come in and, and they're going to um, they're going to be, be putting up points. And, and you know, you you may need 49 points to beat Buffalo, Steve. So um, I, I think a lot of people and a lot of national media after they got over uh, Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick tonight, they're going to be locked in on on this game next week because even though both of these teams have a couple losses here, uh, this will be the premier battle in the AFC to see, okay, um, how is the AFC, AFC going to go this year? Who do you have to beat along the way to uh, get to uh, the Super Bowl? This next week against the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden, like it was always going to be a big game, you know, it's Sunday night football, but the Buffalo Bills have looked dominant the past three games after kind of faltering in week one of the NFL season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so now all of a sudden this game is going to have a lot of hype. I know we've been talking about Brady's return to new England all week this week, but we need to start talking about this chiefs bills game next Sunday because the defense is going to have to step up against the Buffalo Bills the way that they're playing right now, and their defense has looked pretty good. So they're going to try to do a lot to slow down this Chiefs offense. So they got a lot to work on this week. And I don't know if Juan Thornhill was out there missing tackles today. I don't know if he's going to be the answer, but we've got to figure some things out before they had before they take on the Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead. The Chiefs need Frank Clark back in the lineup this week. I know he's dealing with a, a hamstring injury, and I just don't think there's any other options, you know, aside from Mike Dana. If, if you're, you know, putting Chris Jones inside, Alex Okafor doesn't seem like he has a, a, a ton left. Um, and so to me, I think that'll be huge. Again, again, Traverius Ward. And we'll see about Willie Gay. Uh, we did see Willie Gay in the practice field during the media looks on Wednesday and Thursday of last week, but they have not brought him back from injured reserve yet. It's a an interesting injury, the turf toe. But to me, that would be a huge boost as, as well. 
but the thing that you know is they're not going to rush either of these guys back because you know in the grand scheme of things you, you do have to win these regular season games but you're going to need frank clark to give you something if you're going to do something in the playoffs and i think willie gay is going to be uh, of the utmost importance if you're going to have success uh, against a team like the bills in the postseason when the postseason rolls around uh, and one thing that willie gay isn't going to bring to this defense is the answer to their their communication problems. We've seen it through four games, and it was apparent again today, especially on that Kenneth Gainwell touchdown later in the game, where it looked like the Chiefs had no idea what they were doing pre-snap. Eagles rushed the line, snapped the ball, handed it off to Kenneth Gainwell, and he ran in the end zone for a touchdown. And that stuff, you can get away with that against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. You can't get away with stuff like that against a team like the Buffalo Bills next week. And the Chiefs schedule, we've talked about it a ton, doesn't get easier. They've got a right. tough schedule all throughout the year. That's what happens when you're the best team in the AFC. You play a tough schedule year in and year out. And so they do need to figure out what the communication issues are all about because We've seen this in the past, even on the offensive side of the ball, where you know penalties, communication miscues, we've seen that kind of rear its ugly head for the Chiefs before. They've always been able to overcome that, but it seems like the defense, it's it's part of the thing that's holding them back this year, in, in my opinion, because you just have to know where you're supposed to be. You have to know what you're supposed to be doing and the formations you're supposed to be running. And if you can't figure that out on a weekly basis, you're going to continue to get gashed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. And I think that's definitely something that um, Steve Spagnuolo is really going to have to address because it just seems like mi miscommunication seems like a, a one or two play problem that you end up fixing quickly. The fact that we're still talking about somehow miscommunications and calls really not getting to every level of the defense um, that it, it seems like it's going on like the third or fourth week to me, that can't be. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not always going to be one that's like, okay. Um, you know, I, I've already seen a couple people like we need to get rid of Spagnolo. Um, no, I, I don't believe that. I, I think he's two years off of a Super Bowl, and we've seen him fix defenses in the middle of the year before, but this particular thing does seem like at least deserves some sort of explanation because there, there's no excuse for multiple weeks of the same, uh, miscommunication problems. And I, I think it, it became even more apparent today, as I kind of mentioned before, the fact that the Eagles were like leaning into it. They were saying, you know, we're going to rush so that maybe the Chiefs defense were, was confused. And they were early on. And uh, that's why we saw um, the Eagles in the game for the, the first half of this thing. I want to talk about this part for uh, a second, Steve. And that's um, Nick Sirianni. And I know that uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid just credited Sirianni with with getting that program together in, in Philadelphia. But um, you have a, a your first drive of the game and you're on the three yard line. And for some reason, the play clock was going to go down as fourth down and you decide, OK, we're going to take a timeout. So the play clock doesn't run out and then you kick. And I'm just I just think that, man, it's already been put on tape. How many points around like you need to beat the Chiefs? And there you are in the three-yard line. I mean, the book is now changed. It's go for it. And if you don't get it, look, the Chiefs started the three. And then they have to go 97 yards. You do have a safety opportunity. You have to score seven points consistently to stay with the Chiefs. And there was another point where they were on the seven-yard line. And I understand that it, the offense was not looking great at the time, but they have to, to kick a field goal instead of, instead of going for a, a touchdown. And then to me, you know, you you look at the final score and there it is. It's 42 to 30. Like you you just are not going to be able to beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. And I think that was a mistake for Sirianni. I, I really think that John Harbaugh has established what you have to do. Um, and, and Cleveland did it to an extent. The Ravens did it in their win against the Chiefs. You saw the Chargers doing it. They Chargers went for it on fourth and nine. So you're not going in front of for your at the seven yard line. I just think you always got to be going for touchdowns. Uh, and if you don't get them, you're not going to win anyway. Right. So go. You might as well go. I thought I thought those two um, particular situations were key mistakes. And you see in the final score, um, it ended up costing the Eagles. Yeah. And I've got some thoughts on Nick Sirianni and his fourth down play calling or deciding not to go for it on fourth downs. But can we stop it with the highlighters first? Nick, <laughs> you can't keep adding highlighters every week. He had three of them today. 
He yeah. had two last week, had one the week before. He keeps adding more and more highlighters in game. Uh, no, I don't under, I think that today it felt like rookie head coaching nervous to make the wrong call because the Eagles offense wasn't having problems moving the ball at all today. And so, right. yeah, that should be each and every week. Go for it on fourth down against the Chiefs. That's the Mahomes factor because when you don't, he can do what he did to you in the fourth quarter of that game. So you have to put up touchdowns. You can't settle for field goals. And early on in the game, the Eagles had a chance to go up a couple of scores and they decided to settle for the field goals. And then it immediately bit them because Nick Sirianni didn't want to go for it on fourth down and they settled for three instead of seven. And that's just not how you beat the chiefs. And I guarantee Buffalo is going to be going for it on fourth down next week. Yeah. I'm, I am interested in that because if you remember the Buffalo bills actually led the chiefs in the AFC title game. And early in that game, they were not going for it on fourth down. And I remember tweeting and live tweeting at the time and being like, why are they not going for it here on fourth and short? They're kicking field goals. And, you know, even though they had a nine nothing lead, you blink and you see what Patrick Mahomes can do. And it happened to them in the AFC title game. Now they've seen it put on tape that if you're aggressive and you are able to score touchdowns, you can stay in a game with the Chiefs. I got to think McDermott's going to be way more aggressive uh, when the Chiefs and Bills do meet up on, on Sunday Night Football um, next week. What is your panic level with this Chiefs defense as we stand here through four weeks, Steve? It's pretty high. Um <laughs> So I don't rush to judgment in the NFL season. Like I want to get through week four is usually kind of where I set the bar, get a month into the season. That's a large enough sample size, in my opinion, to decide whether or not it's time to worry. And now I don't think that means that they can't turn some things around on defense. Maybe Frank Clark, a healthy Frank Clark is the actual difference maker there. Maybe Charvarius Ward comes back and adds a little bit more stability to their Chiefs, to the Chiefs cornerbacks. But there's no reason, in my opinion right now, to feel confident about them significantly turning this thing around. Like I mentioned, it's just be like the 22nd best defense in the NFL is like all I'm hoping for at this point. You know, force some turnovers here and there and, right. and get a couple of sacks because – it just doesn't seem like they can consistently stop anybody right now. And I thought that they had enough talent on this defense, even though we had some question marks coming into the season, that they would be better than this at this point. And they just simply aren't. And now we've got a four game sample size where they haven't been particularly good in any game. They just yeah. happen to catch some breaks today and some poor decision making by Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I don't think my panic level is all that high, but I will say this. I I don't think they're a championship level defense. Could you win a championship with this defense? Yeah, because Mahomes can score 50 points any any day of the week. I I think you're going to significantly better your chances to win a championship if the if the defense can can play better. By the way, I'm seeing some of the injuries come through. Uh, ben Neiman is in the concussion protocol. Uh, we'll see what happens with Rashad Fenton next week. And again, we'll be watching Traverius Ward and Frank Clark or are, are the injuries to watch, but. I don't think I'm I'm super panicked just because I know Steve Spagnuolo has turned it around before and we are looking at what is, what, 14 more weeks here, 13 more weeks to get it right. Uh, I think the Bills will, will be a good benchmark and I'm eager to see if there's any kind of scheme changes or personnel changes when it comes to um, what the Chiefs defense is going to do against Buffalo. One point I, I want to make sure we hit on before we, we close this thing down, Steve, you got to call the challenge or you got to challenge or, or you got to call timeout on the Kenny Gainwell play. Um, if if the game went completely differently and the Chiefs wound up losing on Sunday in Philadelphia, a lot of people would have brought that up and been like, how do you not challenge in that situation? And I think it extended it being a game for longer than it had to be. The Chiefs really pulled away in the fourth quarter. Uh, this might have been one of these halves at the beginning of the game where you go into the locker room and, and maybe you're up uh, eight to 14 points because uh, you you would have ended up taking away what, what turned into a touchdown drive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so how that happened was that to me, I thought was a, a little bit inexcusable. I'm, I'm sure just a miscommunication and and whoever it is that is supposed to buzz Andy Reid, uh, very fortunate that the Chiefs were able to come out with the win today. Yeah, and that's not the first time we've seen that happen. If you remember the Tyree Kill touchdown from last season, that it 
appeared like the Chiefs didn't even look at it. So maybe they just didn't look at this either. Somebody's got to have that job. Somebody's got to be the guy that says, no, 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 we need to take a look at this really quick. Don't uh, don't don't rush to just assume that the refs made the right call, because as we see on a week in, week out basis, the refs make bad calls all the time. So, yeah, well, Mick, Mick Schaefer, 41, had a good point. I saw him tweet this out. Why not just call that a fumble and let it play out? And then you can go back on it because the turnovers get reviewed automatically. You might as well just like let it play out. But yeah, no, I, I didn't get that. And I, I think, you know, in, in that type of situation where you have struggled in the red zone, you're now in the red zone and, you know, that would have been an easy turnover. Um, it, you know, that it just is a mistake that the chiefs are fortunate. They won against a better team. You got to get that right. Like if that happened against the Buffalo bills next week, you're supposed to be your biggest foe in the AFC. Um, that may cost you the game, you know, because I, I think the the margin for error gets a, a little bit closer. I also think this, and and this is one of my final points about the Chiefs offense too. If the Chiefs offense is going to have one turnover or maybe even two or less, I think you're going to win most Sundays regardless of how bad the defense looks. That's just the way the Chiefs offense is. I've tried to tell people um, this. So I think if you just play good, sound football, like – you're going to win most weeks. I think we know that about the chiefs and that buys the defense time. Um, and I, I just think the chiefs are going to win championships and it's not ever going to be because the defense is a certain thing. It just has to be okay. It's going to be because of Patrick Mahomes in the offense. So you, you see the result of only having the one turnover on Sunday um, and the defense playing bad. You're still ending up winning the game. So I think ball security is probably of the utmost of importance for this team. Followed by the defense, but ball security, ball security, ball security. You don't turn the football over. You're probably scoring 38 to 45 points with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and we saw that even when you try to take away the deep ball from the Chiefs, it's just, okay, fine. We can run the football now. We have an offensive line that can open these massive rushing lanes for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We'll get Daryl Williams involved, maybe work Jarek McKinnon in a couple of snaps here. And then eventually Tyreek Hill's going to break free downfield. And so, yeah, the offense has always been the reason you're going to win a championship or be contending for a championship. And that certainly hasn't changed. I just want to see less of, okay, Mahomes has to cover up all of the mistakes of the team because he's so exceptional. And I understand that's part of the job when you're the best quarterback in the NFL, but it also is a little unfair to Patrick Mahomes as a player that he's constantly got to compensate for the other areas that the chiefs are lacking in, but he did it today aside from the one interception. So he can obviously handle the pressure if he needs to. Well, that's it with the end of the Eagles rapid reaction show. We are now into Buffalo bills week, which includes a lot of action coming at you from the Arrowhead pride podcast network. Stick around on this podcast as we'll give you the Kansas City Chiefs pressers from Philadelphia. And then also on the podcast tomorrow, it's the Arrowhead Drive. Uh, Following the Arrowhead Drive, we will have Out of Structure and, and those guys taking your questions from Twitter, the editor show, and other Arrowhead Drives. So we are going to continue on here uh, as the Chiefs try to uh, build off of this 42-30 to 30 win over the Philadelphia Eagles, get the defense right, and be ready for those Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. Steve, this time next week, you and I will be doing this at like 11.30, midnight. We'll have sleep in our eyes. So that's that's another uh, night that I'm going to have to have coffee, like really um, a, a lot of coffee at, at Arrowhead Stadium. Second um, one of the year. Yeah, so th- that should be good. Um, all right. Well, uh, for Steve Serta, I'm Pete Sweeney. Thank you for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Protocol. So other than that, we came out pretty healthy here. Um, it was great to be here, first of all, and... Um, uh, we had it was an offensive day, so on both sides of the both sides of the ball here, or both sides of the field. Um, Pat had ended up with five touchdowns, which I thought was a tremendous day. Um, Tyreek had eleven catches for 186 yards. Um, Clyde with 14 carries for 102 yards, and then our defense did a great job in the red zone. So we we held them to. Um, field goals instead of touchdowns. We were down there five times, and we were successful with that part of it um, three out of the five times. So, And then uh, Mike Dana had the two sacks, which uh, was great. He was around the quarterback most of the day, and that, that was great. It was a good day for the punters, too. They, they had a vacation on both teams, and, uh, you know, that can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? So that's also goes both sides of the field. Uh, but all in all, um, it was a good game, so we're we're uh, glad we won the game. With that time, yours. Yeah, no, I mean it's great. I mean the people here have been phenomenal since I got here. I, they, my room was loaded with food, um, so it was uh, it was good to have a cheesesteak and, <clears throat> and and a lot of other things. So. Um, it's it's good to be back and then doing that here. I, I hadn't really thought about that. I don't know if that's a positive thing, but it, it's I'm glad it, it took place and uh, it's over now. So we can move on. We can move on. Yeah, so I, listen, I think it was a, a great day for our young guys just to get experience, especially on the defensive side, that back end. You know, we've got some young guys that were playing in there. Be good to get some of the guys back and um, in place and um, coming off injury. So, I, but that will pay off for us down the road. That experience will pay off for us. Go you got to ask a question. Come on. Uh, absolutely. Hey, good to How are we doing? 201 yards rushing. Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, I saved it for you. Just right. Now, we, listen. We we ran the ball well, and um, we were pretty balanced. I mean, as we went, so it was a good throwing day. It was a good passing day, and uh, worked out all right for us. Coach, you mentioned that 201 yards rushing last week, 186. Is the start of a trend going forward? 100 plus yards rushing in two games. <laughs> no, listen. We want to be able to mix it up, one or the other, and sometimes both for you, Irby. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, I'm, I'm not big on trends. Once you have trends, uh, these other guys are pretty good that you're playing against, and they knock you out of the ballpark. So, um, but we want to be able to do both and do it when we want to do it. So. Andy, what did you see from the guys that are moving a lot? Yeah, listen. I mean, you guys asked me this last week about does it bother you? Well, yeah, it bothers. It bothers everybody. I mean, you're in a profession where winning is uh, very important. Um, and so uh, these guys take that personal, and they, they, they understand that. And they've had success, and they want to get back doing the things that they know are, are correct, and, and we weren't doing that for a couple of weeks. We, were, we, were, uh, we had all these turnovers and uh, too much. We were giving game You give games away that way, and that's what we did. So it was important that we... And we buckle down better and do a nice job, and that's what, what happened. In what way, though, could you sense that? I mean, could, could you sense something different about this? Yeah, listen, I mean, they had a good week the week before. So, um, uh, but 
it's a you know, bit of a mindset in, in a lot of cases. And, um, you know, I, I was pleased with the way they, they performed today. I think Nick's doing a nice job with this team. So people here need to be patient with him. He's, you know, he's new to town and, and he, you saw what he's capable of doing here. And uh, I think the Eagles are in good hands here. Yeah, there were a couple. Just on, it wasn't necessarily it was a guy tired here or there and getting him in and getting him out. So, um, but that, I mean, that happens. That happens during the game, and in particular when you're shuffling people, trying to keep them keep them fresh uh, during these warm weather months. So, um, you know, we'll we'll get that cleaned up. Yeah, well, the guys work hard. The coaches work hard. They, they spend a lot of time doing this. And then the players, we've got a group that they're not afraid to work. So um, you want them to have success. And uh, it's good good for them to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't just the last play. I mean, it was all the way through here. There, you know, we've got the two guys uh, that you know people are going to try to take out of the game between Kels and him, and um, they, they've got to really work for everything that they get. And so Tyreek has developed in it. He doesn't get frustrated. He just finds a way, and sometimes you have to do that. And when you're younger, you have a tendency to get frustrated in those situations, and, you know, he's – He's about seeing it all, and he just works through it. And he comes back with answers, like, "Hey, this this is potentially there," you know. So, I, and I appreciate that. Andy, yep. Thanks, Andy. You've only been back here twice for games now, and I, I do wonder when you're walking on and off the field, do you, do you have a moment where it just sort of strikes you that you used to work here, and I, how familiar does it feel, or how? Yeah. Well, it did. I mean, you know, coming to the hotel, it felt that way. I mean, I saw a lot of people that I had known, and there were still a lot of folks here. There's only three players left, but they're special guys. So, you know, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed going out and competing against them. They, you know, they're going to give you their. You're going to give them their our best shot, and they're going to do the thing same thing in return. They want to kick your tail. So. But, no, listen. I'm I'm pretty good with it. I, you want me to cry up here? By <laughs> I, mean, I don't have I don't have anything more to say. Man. I'm sweating my buff, and I want to get back in the shower. You know. <laughs> um, no, I thought I'd be I thought I'd be okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stubborn that way, I guess. But I thought I'd be fine. Uh, Last question. Andy, you said you need to be patient here with Nick. You've been here. You know what it's like. Yeah. You know there's a lot of impatience. Did you get a chance to say anything to Nick? What would you say to Yeah, him? keep being you. Keep being you. You just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're going to be fine. So he's, he's got a strong personality, a strong kid, man. So, And you need that here. You guys could be a little rough. So, um, But you got, you've got to have that. And, and you keep moving. You don't let things grab you and take you down. So. All right, thank you. All right, good. Good seeing everyone. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I'm not going to say what Tyreek said, but uh, it was definitely exciting uh, to kind of get him that win. Uh, we, we were due to get him that win. It had been a couple weeks now, but I'm glad we got to do it in Philadelphia and, and around where he kind of he kind of came into his own, and now he's in the Kansas City, and it's a good thing he's here with us. You know, you know Andy about as well as anybody. Yeah, I mean, I think it's special to him, for sure. I mean, uh, being in Philadelphia, kind of like I said, I mean, he kind of became Andy Reid, in a sense, in Philadelphia. And uh, to be able to go to Kansas City um, and, and build what he's built here uh, and get that 100 win in Philadelphia, I um, mean, obviously, he's going to keep on going. He wants to. He has a lot of dreams for this season. Um, but I'm def- he'll definitely take in this moment for a second, at least.
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to open everything up. I mean, uh, being able to run the football in this league is crucial. Um, and uh, be able to have the guys that we have, and you're going to see week by week, they're getting better and better and better. And they obviously, they have the talent. It's about be working together and, and building those relationships. Um, and Clyde's running the ball really well. Other guys are stepping in and running the ball really well. And I think uh, you saw today, once you run the ball a lot, defenses will come up a little bit, and you can kind of hit them over the top. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's funny, the, the first underhand pass, Kelsey actually made up, and he used himself as a decoy to kind of open it up. And so uh, when you have receivers coming up and saying, hey, if I think if I do this, he'll get someone else open, uh, that's a special group of guys. And so uh, he did he did that one, and then he had the, the one where, he, we, he t- where we told him to give a little bit of Hollywood sell and telling Kelsey to give a little bit of anything, you're going to get a lot. So uh, he, he showed why he his acting skills and, and got us a touchdown to Jody and uh, to be able to do all those different cool things. Uh, and keeps kind of everybody alive and ready to go. Patrick, you mentioned you know Andy becoming who he was here, but now I, I, I assume you feel like his identity is and going forward as the Chiefs coach. Do you, do you feel some sense of that and, and in this moment too, or doing it in this building and all that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's. A, I think when you look back on him, you'll know him as a Kansas City Chief. I mean, the way he's able to to kind of build up this organization from day one and win and and, and build up to where we won the Super Bowl and got back to the Super Bowl and then now where we're at now, um, he he's building something. He, he'll continue to build it. And we have a lot of young guys on this team who he gets the best out of every single day. Um, and uh, I know offense to Philly, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad they let him go. And he, he's here coaching us in Kansas City. Yeah, I don't know if it affects your performance, but I think it affects your, your week of work, I guess you would say. I think you understood this last week, the urgency that we had, that we need to get everything done. We need to practice at a certain uh, attitude. You need to go in and really work on the little details. And, I mean, it's not complacency, but you, you lose those little things whenever you're winning every single week, whenever you can get at the end of the game and be like, oh, we're just going to win the football game. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way. Um, it doesn't happen like that in the NFL, and the NFL will kind of correct you really quick. And uh, we saw that, and now we have to keep building because we're playing a really good football team this next week. Yeah, I think it's a definitely a good step in the right direction. Um, it shows that that work that we put in this last week was what we need to do every single week. Um, it shows that we have to be able to run the football to open up other things. Um, but there's still a lot of things that we have to get better at. Um, we have to, to, to cut the turnovers on another interception, another mistake in a crucial part of the game. Um, and we have to find ways to get stops in the red zone, which I thought the defense did a good job uh, of that today. Um, and at, at the end of the day, we have to find ways to continue to win. And I think uh, – uh, we have a nice test this next week playing the Bills and how, how well they're playing. Uh, we get to do it Sunday at Arrowhead, uh, Sunday night football, so it'll be a good game. Patrick, you said you were excited about the challenge when you were facing one or two of your backs in the world. Do you feel like you guys met that challenge today? And you obviously got to win. Do you feel like you exceeded expectations of getting that win I think we started it. Um, I mean, there's still a long ways to go. This is a long season. Um, we, we, we started in the right direction by battling. I mean, they came out and firing, and uh, we were able to battle back and, and find a way to win the football game. Um, but if you look at our schedule, there's no easy game. So we, we, we've kind of earned the right to play in all these tough games, um, and uh, we have to continue to build and get better. I see, you, don't win the, you don't win a season at the beginning of October, September. It's about getting better each and every week, um, and uh, we're going to keep building and building and uh, try to do what we can to get better as a team. I think it's just holding each other accountable. I mean, just as much as I hold these, these guys accountable, they hold me accountable of being uh, the best Patrick Mahomes I can be every single day. And I think when you have leaders on the team that, that do that to each other, that, that I'm, I'm making Travis the best Travis Kelsey can be every day, Tyreek and then Chris Jones, uh, Tyron Matthew, it, it, it in turn will kind of flow throughout the entire team. Um, and um, we, we haven't dug ourselves out of a hole yet. We're still not in first place in the AFC West, and we have to continue to build and build and win football games. Um, and so I'm excited to, to keep that challenge going, keep that same mindset, and be a, a great Kansas City Chiefs football team. Last two quickly, guys. When, when you have a guy like <clears throat> who we've had, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, half-down game, for him. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you have the high hand, 
saying, like in basketball terms, uh, do you feel like you have to feed him to, to you know, make him get I mean, he had 11 interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that all the time. I mean, when he's 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 a, such a special playmaker. I mean, not only as a, a receiver catching the ball, but we, we find ways to get him the ball in the run game. Uh, we find ways to kind of use him to get other people open. Um, but I think you see that with this team, it's about winning at the end of the day. I mean, we want to win football games. Tyreek, obviously, we want to get him involved as much as possible. Um, but if we need to use him to get someone else open, he, he's willing to do that. Today, Travis didn't have this big game that he always has. But you, you could, if you would have saw him on the sideline, you just saw the leader that he was. He's getting everybody going every single time, not letting the, uh, the energy go down. And I think that shows the type of guys that we have on this team. Is Obviously, everybody wants to have big games every single game. But at the end of the day, it's about winning at the end of the uh, winning. And I think we have guys that understand that. Yeah, you got to keep enjoying this game. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. It's uh, something that we want to be great at, something that we want to continue to work, and it's challenging every single day. But it, you have to have fun out there. And I think you see whenever we're having fun, usually good things happen. And so uh, – like you said, we're getting to play a good Buffalo team. I think had another shutout um, that that's playing really good football. And I'm sure they want to beat us pretty pretty bad. And so uh, I'm excited for the challenge to get to play them um, and get to go up against one of the best teams in the AFC. I don't know, man. I'm just thankful to be a part of this team. You know, I mean, I feel like each and every week, you know, I mean, people expect me to be this, be that, but I'm always be me. You know, for this team. You know. I don't care if I have, you know, 200 yards. I don't care if I have 50, as long as we get the W. So that's me. That's my mindset each and every day. That's the way my dad taught me to play football, play for my brothers, you know. I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, I mean, Twitter mainly, fantasy owners mainly, that draft me first round. So <laughs> I don't know. They got to understand it's a team game. I can't go crazy every week, you know. Sometimes Kelsey's going to go crazy. Well, he's always – Kelsey's always going to go crazy because it's Kelsey. He's the best in the game. McCole, D-Rob, you know, guys like that. So, like I said, my job is just basically, you know, if it's my, it's my week to be the decoy, I do that. I don't care, you know. So, I, like I said, the way that my dad taught me to play football is, you know, play for your brothers, play for the guy beside you, and, you know, good things happen for you. So. Oh, man, he's going to help um, tremendously. You know, I feel like um, adding another vet like that um, who's played in this league, you know, um, for a long time, you know, it's crazy. So he's definitely going to add, like, another value, you know, to this team. And I actually told him, I'm like, dude, when you play for the Browns, like, I was just graduating high school. That's crazy, right? So... <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess we were just setting them up, I guess, you know, all game, you know, you see Coach Reed running slant after slant and then out route after out route, and then we finally, you know, go deep. So, I mean, that's just the way Andy Reed rolls. Nah, man, I feel like we're still missing a step, you know, um, like a few guys running the wrong routes on on, on plays, you know, um, we're not getting depth on plays. You know, we may not be blocking the, the the correct guy sometimes, you know. So I feel like after this game, we're going to go back, we're going to watch film, and there's always things to correct. I don't care if you put up 50 points. There's always, like, one little thing in a play to be corrected, whether it's myself, whether it's Kels, whether it's Pat. Like, we're going to find that something to correct. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, I I guess when I first came into this league, you know, um, I was I was real blessed to have Coach Cudley, David Cudley, who's the the um, head coach of the um of the Houston Texans, you know, as my receiver coach, and he always told me, you know, the good ones they see one safety, but the great ones they see the whole field like corners, the safeties, you know, and I always try to keep that in my mind every time I line up. You know, I always try to see what the other side, that corner's doing and both safeties doing before I line up. You know, so sometimes if you see me walking, like I'm trying to see what's going on, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to be great, man, for this team. Couple more, guys. Tyreek, when Andy was in here earlier, he said something that 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm always like that. But, I mean, I'm a diva. I just love talking. Like, every time I come to the sideline, I'm like, Coach, we just need to go deep every play. Like, that, that's my mindset every play. So, sometimes you hear me, sometimes you don't. So, if that's what he's talking about, yeah. I'm like, Coach, we need to go deep. He's sitting. Like, let's go deep. Why not? Pat can throw 80 yards, right? Right. Right. Yeah, it feels it definitely feels great, you know, um, to just get a win. But I feel like this win right here, we, we are just going to continue to build off of it. You know, um, like I said, there's always things to correct, and that's what we're going to do because this team, like, we all want to be good. Like, people expect us to win each and every week, you know. And I feel like we even, like, got, like, in, like, in our mind, I feel like we was also there too. You know, like the guys in the locker room, we was like, I mean, we expected to win. So that's the way we play sometimes. You know, like we just need to we just need to do what we did today. Like come out and just be the aggressor. So I know you uh, you got the chance to you know kind of take this win in. Oh, it's gonna be a fun one, man. It's gonna be a fun one, man. Hopefully I can get in the end zone again. So that's always my mindset. Like, seeing him in the locker room fired up, like, after the game, like, it's, it's just surreal, man. Because as a kid, like, I used to, like, watch TV and just see Coach Reed coaching in Philadelphia. You know, I, and I used to have, like, dreams and, like, aspirations of playing in the NFL. And now I'm actually playing for, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. So I think we should end like that. Thank you. Um, as far as me personally? I mean, I didn't, I didn't stop and do anything different from what I was doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, I went in and, and practiced and went in every single day like I do every single week and did the same things that I do week in and week out. So it's really just pretty much staying with your preparation and then when not panicking when everything goes, goes south for you. So I just kind of stayed, stayed in my lane and, and did the things that I do week in and week out and handle business this week. Um, you know, I feel like when, when any any of our numbers are called on the offense, we all come out and perform. It's just it's just one of those things that, that we know and we understand as a as an individual group and, and different guys on the offense. Everybody's gonna have their games, everybody's gonna have like their, their ups. Um and you know, when you number call you go and perform and it's just that simple. Uh I, I never just look down upon myself as far as a performance if I go out and only get a couple carries it's Whatever I had to do that week, I was doing whatever the team needed. Um, it's, it's not just like a, a point and fingers thing for me. So I go out and handle my job and, and do what I'm supposed to do. How much fun do you guys have when you're working on those red zone plays and pass incorporating the shovel pass? Just what does that do for everyone when you hear the play call in the huddle? And what's most fun about those type of plays? Uh, personally, for me, when they when they call it in the huddle, it's it's just one of those things you really can't show. Show the excitement from from inside the huddle. It's just like you know, just got to play play the cool and and, and collected role. Uh, and I'm pretty sure just before that play, any nobody can say, "Oh well, Clyde was looking like he was about to get the ball on this play." It's just I go out there and, and do what I do week in and week out. I know y'all, it's just the same things over and over again. But that's just who I am as a person. I go in and 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 do what I'm asked to do, and the rest is uh you know in God's hands. Yeah, uh, it played a played a lot, you know. Especially for me, I heard it. I heard it week in and week out, probably about a hundred times. No pun intended, but um, it was just one of those things that was in the back of my head. Just really doing it for doing it for somebody who gave me an opportunity and, and never and never looked down upon me. Um, and I, even even last week, the whole KC everybody just wanted to kind of set me on fire. Even week before that, 
and then you just go in and talk to Coach Reed. Like, bro, just chill, go out there and do your thing. Like, it's not, it's not. Oh, you know, the, the world's ending just because of a, a play happened. He was like, man, you, you doing what we asked you to do as far as as far as execution. Um, you're a football player. You're a human, and mistakes are going to happen. But obviously, everybody be on your be on the, be on the coattail as soon as you do something good. So, I just kind of roll and, and and still be that same person. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it was. I even had like a little sweatshirt. I didn't, I didn't wear it in here, but it was like the Fresh Prince of Elair sweatshirt. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So, um, you know, it's it's just kind of those things. Like, it's all it's it's all an emotional game, and 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 just having those things and just knowing, um, no coach has ever done that before, and, and being able to come in and, and and help him get that accomplished is, was one of those things that was on my mind. Nothing. As, well, as far as the players, no. nah, we, we, I, yeah, we wasn't going like, oh yeah, we got to go get coaches' hundred win. It was, we got to go get a win. Uh, you know, that's it wasn't it wasn't pinpointed, um, but everybody knew. It's not like the whole world didn't know that if we was going for his hundred win and and we were playing in Philly. Like that's the obvious statement. But the more obvious thing was we lost the last two games and we needed to get a win. So that's just what it was. I would say any win is a is a is a confidence boost, um, and and if you if you think otherwise and you're you're not a, a professional athlete and or competitive, um, just the competitive nature. I, I can't I can't stand next to a guy who can, you know, drop two games and then come out in the last game and and hope not thinking that that we should go out and get a W or get a or, or obviously dominate the game. So. That's just that was just the the our mindset coming in, and we we obviously did it. Man, I've been dealing with it since I was about seven years old, eight years since I've been playing ball, um, and and you know it's more publicly seen as far as now, but you know. I let everybody else kind of waste their time with that while while I go to work. You know, you can say whatever comments, do you know, do all the do all the unnecessary things, but I still got to go. You know, do my do my job, execute, go in the building, and and keep moving. Uh, I never I never dwell on on some things in the past as far as the the game. You know, the, this this game is is about. Uh, I'm not gonna say short-term memory loss, but just being able to drop the the negative things, and even if it's a positive, you can't sit there and dwell on it like, oh, I did this a, a couple weeks ago, so I'm good. It's it's more of you know the next play is, is my opportunity to do something great. Why not? I was. Uh, what you mean, first three? Oh yeah, yeah. Most. I mean. We go execute the plays, and that play specifically is something I want to say. Trav and I want to say they kind of made it up during one of the little little walkthrough periods, just a special teams period. So uh, some of the guys kind of go off on the side, and then we end up kind of making it happen, kind of playing the playing the Tom and Jerry role. What's the name of the play? My bad. <laughs> Uh, obviously, I'm Jerry, and Tom was uh was was Trav on the play, so y'all can kind of you know figure it out from that point. And go watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, obviously the the camera doesn't lie. Uh, we getting we getting push and we getting movement and and you know that's what that's what kind of gets the run game going and from that point it's my job to kind of keep it rolling and, and and give those guys that confidence boost that you know obviously when we go out and do what we're supposed to do good things come from it and that's just that's just what it is as far as the Chiefs and our run game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was it's we go in we have. Um, I want to say like specific run meetings and, and blitz meetings as far as just kind of with the running back and the and the O line and running back coaches and the, and the O line coach. So 
we talk about it, and, and it's one of those things that, that that we want to obviously show that we can do, and and we've shown it last year. But we needed to we needed to incorporate it this year and show that that obviously we, that we can run the ball and not just run the ball, run the ball effectively. Um, not only did we run the ball effectively, we did it with multiple backs, and and that's 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 I feel like that's a perk. So, and that's all praise to the old line. So, that's pretty much it. Um, it's really the start of the practice week, man. You know, uh, a lot of things that happen on game day, you know, happens throughout the week during practice and it starts in practice. So uh, it really comes from the preparation and then going out on game day and executing. That red zone defense, you know, obviously the Eagles had a couple things on their end. I was hoping you guys still took advantage of it. How much do you feel like it improved mm-hmm. from the past couple of weeks to today? You know, uh, in the red zone, we let about um, two field goals, I think, um, then uh, give up a touchdown every single time they went down there. But um, we've been working at it, man. It's been a point of emphasis, you know, uh, to us. And uh, it really just go from, you know, how we how, how we start in practice. And uh, we came out here and executed, you know, when it came down to the red zone. Mike, you've been taking, you guys have been taking as a defense as a whole, you guys have been taking this defense. Uh, uh, the, the way that you guys have been playing as taking it personal. How do you build off that? Is this one of those games that you can do? Oh, yeah. You know, you just keep on stacking them. You know, uh, defense, we're a family unit. We're, we're a unit. Um, we stick together. Uh, this was a big win for us. And, you know, we got to keep on stacking the days and, you know, get the ball rolling. Mike, uh, Spags and some of the guys talked about after the Chargers game that there was some communication issues, right, with the substitutions and stuff. Where did you guys think you were today? Uh, you know, uh, we got better, you know, but there's always room for improvement. You know, uh, there's always room for improvement. So uh, we're going to keep on, you know, uh, hitting the nail on the head and, you know, getting our communication down and, uh, until we got it down perfect, you know, and keep working at it and improving at it. Since we two started now for uh, Frank Clark, how much has he been in your ear trying to offer some little bit of inspiration? Yeah, Frank, great guy, man. He's a mentor. You know, he's a big brother to me, you know, um, as soon as I got there, he took me in and, you know, always giving me game, you know, um, you know, increasing my value as a football player, you know, uh, you know, learning from pass rushing, you know, from rundowns to dropping back, you know, he, he was there for me a lot, you know. Um, you know, uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, it's Sunday night, so, uh, you know, uh, you never take for granted Sunday night football. So we're looking forward to the matchup, and uh, uh, we're going to get ready for them. Mike, are teams doing things that are giving the defense struggle, uh, making you all struggle? I know you're glad statistically. What are these teams doing to you that's making it so hard to Well, you know, um, teams game plan throughout the week, man, you know, uh, all we can do is just come out here and do what we're coached to do, you know, um, execute the things we, we practice throughout the week. So, you know, uh, uh, teams game plan us, and all we all we can do is, you know, um, just contain them and, you know, uh, just continue to keep going, you know, no matter what, whether they game plan us or not, you know. That can't stop us. We shouldn't let that stop us. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, bro.